It's my great honour tonight to, uh, to share God's Word, God's living, speaking Word. You know, when God speaks, anything can happen. <laughs> yeah. So when that Holy Spirit is in the place and there's people with hearts that believe, it's awesome. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glorious. He can uh, yeah, bring his life and his light into our life when he speaks. He can change our heart, even our behavioural tendencies, <laughs> the direction of our priorities with his word. Actually, Psalm 119, just read this the other day. I said, I'm going to put this in here. It says, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. And as we respond, man, it takes us away, along that way and down that path, his path. And what we find is the deeper we go and the further we go, (laughs) we find out exactly what that way is. It's a person and his name is Jesus Christ. Everything is summed up in him. And uh, Jesus said in John 14, he said, I am that way. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He really is our everything. He is both our king and our cause. (laughs) He really is. He calls us to know him and follow him, to be in him and of him and through him. It's just, you know, that together... He would live his life and his light in this dark world through us. That's the agenda of the word of God. I can tell you that right now. In John, Jesus said to his disciples, you know, there's um, there's seven great I am statements in John. (laughs) And in uh, verse 12 of chapter 8, he says, I am the light of the world, whoever follows me, it's us, will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. We're talking about this light that he brings, that he is. And that definitely speaks, for sure, of the eternal life we receive by believing the gospel. Excellent. But tonight, I want to highlight one aspect of that light, something that we get to do something we're called to do and we must do. If you could hear the very soul of the community in which we live, you would, you would hear them crying out for us to do this. Or even the, 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 the nations of the world crying out to the people of God. They don't know they're crying out. They're crying out. This thing means more to Jesus than what we can comprehend. It's so simple that a young child, young child, can understand this and do it. Jesus says there are huge eternal rewards for believers who do this. And it's no doubt one of the number one ways we show that we actually follow Jesus. Now, what the heck am I talking about here? <laughs> Let me tell you this. It's doing good to others. <laughs> it's a big one. I just can't get off this topic. <clears throat> in fact, it's a good day for this topic. I was sitting in church this morning and listening to Pastor Jack, and I thought, 
wow. So even scriptures, he should I go home and change it? And I thought, no, no, I better not. And uh, you know what? It was so good, that message this morning, Pastor. We could just shut, I could just step out right now. And we could just show that on the video, on there'd be a much better message. It was so good. It really was so good. But uh, it's three things we want to say. Jesus demonstrated this. Remember, we're called to follow him and he is everything. He demonstrated this. He cries out through what he says. He cries out for us to demonstrate it. And the powerful part is then he powerfully uses it to change people's hearts for the gospel. That's the power of this in our day, doing good. You know, it's amazing what Jesus did in three and a half years of day-to-day ministry. Absolutely mind-blowing. I mean, you know, he, he said and did a lot of things. How can you possibly sum that up in one statement? Well, Peter was one of his closest followers. And he makes a very clear statement that sums up Jesus's ministry. Actually, it's an interesting statement because I've been looking at this the last week or two and it, it sort of says like um, where, when, what, how, why, who and re- repeat cycles in the one statement all about Jesus' ministry. He says in Acts 10, 37, you know what has happened. Now, he's not talking to the church. He's not talking to a little connect group or whatever in, in uh, Jerusalem. No, the Spirit of God has drawn him to a the Roman quarters in Caesarea at the house of a Roman centurion called Cornelius. It's incredible. And uh, he wouldn't even normally be in that house for all kinds of reasons, but God had drawn him there through dreams and angels and all kinds of things. But even these people living in that place, he says, you know what's happened through the province of Judea beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Powerful. So for three and a half years, Jesus went around doing good because his father had anointed him with the Holy Spirit and power and his presence was with him. So we forget sometimes that Jesus didn't do anything. Well, Jesus had to die on the cross. He even had to get baptised. He had to come and live as a man, reliant on the whole. That's why there's no miracles recorded except for in the Holy Spirit. It's fascinating. A lot of people don't realise that. Well, here's some breaking news. God has also anointed us with the Holy Spirit and power and sent us around to go around doing good because His presence is with us. It's profound. And we are called to follow Him. As he's the one, he demonstrated this for three and a half years. Because it isn't just Jesus who is the light of this world. He says to a group of followers one day on a hillside in Judea, hills of Galilee somewhere, he says, we are the light of this world. The second time I've heard this uh, verse today. Matthew 5, verse 14, he says, you. So he's just... In John, he says, I am the light. You follow me, you'll be in the light. But here he says, you are the light of your world. A town built on a hill can't be hidden. Can't hide the town at night when the light's on. Neither do people light a lamp and they put it under a bowl to hold the, hide the light in the house. No, they, you put it on the stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, you let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, we might not be seeing the same level of power and deliverance that Jesus did. 
Now, we trust we'll see a lot more of these things in days to come. I mean, I'm probably more Pentecostal than most people in this whole room right now, believing this on a regular basis. So we believe that. But first, let's just be found faithful, loving people with what we do have. You know, what's funny is I know a lot of crazy Pentecostals over many, many years who always believe in God for power and that. You know what I wonder? This makes me wonder, be wondering. In their life, have they ever actually done really good deeds for anyone that's not their family, not their clique of friends and not in their job role. Interesting thought. Because we need to be found to let our light shine before others. Now, if you really get a hold of this, what I'm talking about tonight, let me tell you, you will probably bring divine coincidences (laughs) across your path for the rest of your life. This is what God's looking for. And this is what prepares the way for the gospel. Don't you want everyone to know what you know? To know who you know? To know Jesus like you know him? Let me tell you, in many places I go, I find people are not interested in the gospel. I go to a lot of places. I, I'm not kidding. I would probably go into the diff, more a range of rooms in our city than almost anyone at this whole church. Probably. And what I find, I find people who are not right now interested in the gospel. Not yet. <laughs> and I could say a lot more about that. And I, it's, just, it's just what I find. But let me tell you, we can still let our light shine. And people see that light. And guess what? They are confronted by that light. And can ultimately be drawn to that light. I mean, many people here have plenty of examples. I remember, I remember a year, it was years ago, I was working locally actually. I joined a business, new business, and there was a small sales team. It was great. And a great sales manager, met him, you know. Anyway, in the co- we, we got chatting, it turns out, oh, he, I told him about church, different things. He goes, oh, straight away. He says, oh, mate, I don't believe in God, atheist. I've got an auntie who believes she's wacko. It's just told me all these reasons why he doesn't believe in God and whatever. And I just smile and wave, you know, when people say that kind of thing. Okay, yep, yep. And uh, anyway, it's a small team. And uh, I spent time with all the, the other three of us. I was a newbie. It was a new role they created and got to know the other people on the team, just sort of, you know, colleagues. Anyway, one of them's a lady, the female of the group. Um, she, um, you know, one day I was in the office with her and her, that office lady, and she was down. She's the sort of girl lady that uh, wore her heart on her sleeve a bit. Something's wrong with her, you know. Anyway, it's, she spat it out to us and the other person. She said, oh, she was a gambler. And she had just lost uh, um, all the money in their bank account again. And they just started counselling. She said, my husband's going to kill me. And this and that. It was just the whole thing. And you could just tell she was really stressed. Anyway, I just felt that in that, again, you know, we can't do everything in every situation, but there's sometimes you, you God brings something across your path. And I actually felt moved. This, this lady had helped me. They had all helped me to sort of settle me in at this place and just didn't really know them that well. You know what? I, I snuck down to Woolworths. We weren't rolling in cash back then, but, you know, I think I might have spent 30 or $40, and I went through, and she was a certain ethnicity. So I, I um, probably got a couple of, you know, meals or days' worth of stuff, 30 or 40 bucks. It would cost you a lot more today, I'll tell you that right now. Anyway, she was a certain ethnicity, so I just got some tzatziki dip, a few olives, a few different things, flatbreads just to mix it up. Anyway, I just met her at the car, did it really on the quiet. She was really embarrassed, you know, whatever, and I was out of there, boom, boom, boom. Anyway, so whatever. But the next day, the sales manager rings me and he goes, mate, he said, I know what you did. 
She had to tell some she told him. And he couldn't even, he was catching his words in the conversation. He said, I've never seen anything like this. It, just, it was just a simple thing like that. Good deed. Shocked him. Now, we're friends to this day. Actually, I haven't seen him in recent times. I must, you know, catch him up. But uh, uh, he has an incredible respect for what I do. And we are very much on the journey of our discussion about these things. And that spoke, it would have been a waste of my time debating with him, possibly even sharing my faith. I don't say that lightly. I, I don't actually, it's not saying that, but, you know, shared faith. But as far as, look, if you return to Jesus now, you can whatever, not the right time. But that shining a light did something powerful and God used it to this day. And I know it opened up something in him because we're on a journey of salvation. The other thing I'll just go in here, I have no idea even how to interpret that clock, so I don't know, we'll just rave on here for a while. Um, guess what I didn't do? I thought about this, and I'll look down so I don't offend anyone because uh, a, I could have just rang up Michelle Aparty or, or Sonia, who were at Westgare at that time, and said, oh, mate, I've got to make, you know, uh, can I come and get a hamper? I've got a real, and they, they would, oh, great. I'd go and go to the charity, pick it up and give the, chari- the hamper to her, and that'd be okay, but nothing like this. It cost it was something personal. It was shining your light. I don't think the other thing barely even shines a light, to be honest. Now, I look down as I say that in case anyone's... Lots of people ask me for helpers all the time to help someone in trouble. Let me tell you, if there's someone in your connect group that's having a hard time, they can't buy the groceries this week, why don't the rest of you get together and go and buy those groceries? What an act of love. It's a four-letter word, L-O-V-E. And this world is crying out for it. It's powerful. It's like the Good Samaritan. And uh, I decided not to put this story in these notes, but anyway, his, that his love and care to that guy that was all beaten up. He was setting off somewhere one day, this Samaritan, and across his path is a guy beaten up and left to die. But his love and care, let me tell you, it got heaven's attention because the conversation that Jesus is talking to that rich, young, arrogant guy is about eternal life and loving your neighbour. So what does it someone, we're not saying we get saved by our good deeds, but how do we demonstrate the life we have that shines the light that just is so powerful? And Jesus uses it as a discussion around what eternal life actually is. Incredible. He pulled aside, he cleaned and dressed his wounds and even got the wallet out. That's when you know it's love. (laughs) Shockingly, I'm I'm hoping that everyone knows that story and I apologise for not reading it out here. The first, the first, Two people had come along and found that guy all smashed up. Um, They were two God followers, right? God people, a priest and a Levite. They're the God people that know all the Bible and know all the priestly worship things. Isn't that a concern? We can know the Bible better than anyone and really get worship and yet totally miss this because you know what they did? They come up, saw the guy, uh-uh, cross over here, walked on by. And I tell you, that is such a bad witness, bad witness. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> what were they thinking? That's a good question. Because this can be me. <laughs> I'm too busy to deal with that. Um, <clears throat> I'm not getting distracted. I'm focused, I'm focused. I'm not getting blood on my hands or clothes. I don't have the time for this. I haven't allocated this in the budget. <laughs> Sorry, Robert, didn't mean to look at you then. Um, you know, there's all kinds of reasons why they could have just swapped and gone. This is a situation God brought across their path and they just stepped over it. Now, we can say, oh, they're bad. We'd be like the Samaritan, you know. Well, I humbly, I, I, can't, arrogant, I can't say that. No, it wasn't just one of them, it was two of them. It's shocking. Now, if that was their family member, 
or someone in their clique of friends or part of their job role, probably different. But I'm not talking about those things tonight, by the way. Just hear that real clear. Um, And there's no reward for that. I'll just throw this in too, Luke 6. Jesus says, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that? Even sinners do that. That's strong words by him because he's trying to send a message. You might say, well, I love, I shine light all the time. You know, I do all this stuff for my daughter. And, uh, oh, yes, oh, we're like family, me and this family. I do this stuff. And it actually sounded a bit too natural talking like that. Um, but Jesus, this is not what we're talking about. And not even your job role. Because you can say, oh, yeah, you're right, you know, working a charity. Rah, rah, rah. I'm not talking about we're a pastor at the church. Oh, you shine a lot every Sunday. No, 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 I'm not talking about that. Unless it's above and beyond your normal job role in that. Let's make it real clear. So who does stop to demonstrate Christ-like love? A Samaritan. I mean, we, we don't understand it. Um, they were like dogs. They were worse than dogs to the Jews. They despised them. Their theology wasn't accurate. And there's a history. They, they were just bad. For Penrith people, they'd be like bulldogs NRL fans, you know, <laughs> really bad. But there will be people there on your path, because we're talking about this path, that God brings before you at university. There could be uni kids there, seriously, at school, work colleagues, random stuff. It might, it probably won't be openly obvious and you might need to be observant. It could be a people group in another nation and your heart is stirred and you love them with your finances through your missions, faith, promise. Seriously, the whole time we're doing this, We're preparing the soil to receive the gospel good news in God's timing. We can't do everything. I mean, you can't deal with every situation that comes across your desk. (laughs) But if you were the heavenly father, would you send someone to you? He sent a DV worker to me once, one time. I'd never met her before. Met her at something. I didn't even know her department existed. And she was no doubt the number one domestic violence practitioner in our region atheist (laughs) and somewhat anti-Christian. This might shock you, but a lot of workers in the domestic violence sector are very anti-Christian and I don't blame them. I would be too. Because the stuff that they've seen done in the name of religious people shock you to the core. Anyway, but when I found out what she does, the extent of the the worst of the worst, preparing Counseling and caring for people who are going to court documented injuries and sexual assault stuff and even child protection stuff. I set myself to find ways to serve that woman. I tell you that right now. Let me tell you. It's a job role, but above and beyond stuff here. And we found ways to help. I mean, she'd have a situation where a woman was so smashed up. She was just horrible thing. She was in a rehab and then she was going back to her flat where she lived. But she did art therapy to help her get through what happened. And guess what? She didn't have a proper chair like a solid chair. You know, I did. I rang up the property manager here and said, Neil, have you got a spare chair that's got a good back support and a little desk? Guess what he did? Pulled it out of a shipping container. I turned up with that and she goes, what? This kind of thing. See the demonstrations? Anyway, and I would tell her how we had money come to us to fund what we're doing. And she couldn't understand it because she was in a, and it was like, God provides these things. And one day she said, have you always had this faith? And I said, No. I used to be very anti-faith. 
And she was intrigued. We're on a journey and more things. She now, she's moved to the, another part of New South Wales now, still on Facebook a bit. But the last time I saw her in a street, I testified of something and she spun around. She said, you could turn an atheist as she walked off smiling. That's the last time I saw her in person. The journey's ongoing. Who knows? I know I'll never see her again. But others, let me tell you, next time she finds someone that's by the name of God and won't be, you know, won't be cringing. No, it's like, oh, I wonder if you're like Andrew or like Margaret or like whoever else she engaged with along the line. Look, there are many more stories we could share. And uh, let me tell you, the greatest testimonies are yet to come. <laughs> Leading to salvation and life. Doing good and good works does not make us righteous before God. Please understand that. It does not. Our actions cannot save us. But we are definitely saved to do good works. Ephesians 2, for it is by grace you've been saved through faith. And this is not, of, not from yourselves. It's the gift of God, not by works, so no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Whatever else we may do with this life, God's Word is very clear. Every one of us has a purpose a heavenly cause and a destiny prepared by God to do good things to people that shines. And as we do it together across the body of Christ, in these last days, the promise is strong. Isaiah 60 Verse 1 says, Arise. This is talking about the last day's church, the people of God. Arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, and you look today, friends, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples. I read some quote that said, the days in which we live is like the end of a decadent society. We are ruled by the senile and the adolescent. <laughs> what a statement. It sums it up. Anyway, sorry. Darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you, upon you. And His glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. How is all that going to happen? Let me tell you, the same way it did for Jesus of Nazareth. All those days ago, all those years ago, Acts 10.38, when God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, with the Holy Spirit and power and how He went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with Him. <laughs> this is the Word of God. It's a lamp to our feet and a light for our path. It speaks as He calls us and there's a promise in this and it's all in our Lord Jesus that He would come. I'm telling you now, it's a big thing to say, but I think we are God's hope in this world. <laughs> I, I, if I, I mean, how can we be? It's so, but we are. He's, he, he just wants us to shine, to be the light of the world. And people would see our good deeds, glorify the Father like we heard this morning and uh, turn that common ground into holy ground. And then the gospel message is is, is shared, spoken and received and eternal life comes. 
So right now, as we, what can we do but pray and ask God to use us to fill us with His Spirit and to send us into our world and shine that light. So look, I'm even going to ask everyone to stand. That just in these, these closing moments of, of this message part, for I hand over and uh, look, the Holy Spirit's been all over this place since before this service. <laughs> I was in a prayer meeting here at, at five and wow, Lord, He just wants to anoint us. He wants to adjust our heart. He wants to touch our ears so we hear, our eyes so we can see what He's doing and just draw us to use us like tools in His hand to be like living lamps. I don't think it's a coincidence on the day of Pentecost it says the flames of fire appeared on all their heads. That means many things, but one of those, it's a light and they went out from there and look what He did in that city in that nation and then to the ends of the earth. It's like He comes to us in these days and He says, this is your time to shine. (laughs) Your time. And Father, we just ask You, Lord God, fill us with Your Holy Spirit that nothing else would satisfy but serving You, knowing You, that that to see others come to know You would consume us in the midst of everything that would seem against Your church. You promised, I will build my church and the very gates of hell will not, cannot prevail against it. You are doing something we know You are. And we're just saying to You tonight, come and use me, Lord. Let me be who you want me to be, one who shines your light, who loves those you bring across my path, who loves the unlovable, who would even pray for my enemies, those who spitefully hate me. God, to walk in your forgiveness, to forgive them even as you've forgiven me, I can forgive them. And Lord, you would use us. Bring people across our path Make us that bright, shining light. Holy Spirit, that you would come now upon every heart, every mind. Saturate us with your heart, the heart of Jesus. Lord, just release spiritual giftings, graces, things that are so far beyond ourselves. They come from Your power, from Your presence as we go around doing good. And there's a shift that comes in our city and the roundabout parts, everywhere where our footprints go, across the nations of the earth and in our street, Lord, that light would shine and people would say, yes, they're good. And there'll be an openness to receive powerful word of salvation and they would all know you and together we would worship you together Lord in the name of Jesus Amen